0: I figured you'd have me a thousand dollar check tonight. Though. <laughs> me too, bro. right it's good to be in the Lord's house tonight amen? amen amen it's a whole lot better in here than it is outside I promise you that anybody sweated any this week amen I'll tell you one thing yesterday when the day was over my clothes uh, whether it be outer clothes or under clothes felt like they would just come out of the washing machine amen probably didn't smell the best either. Can I get a witness tonight? You said, Preacher, we didn't need to know all that. Amen. It has been hot, hasn't it? But I'm thankful I can come to the house of God and sit in the air conditioner and worship the Lord on Wednesday. Let's all stand all over the house, take a blue back hymnal, and turn to page 82. Page 82, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. That's why we're here, to bless His name. He is worthy of our praise. All praise to him who reigns above in majesty supreme. Who gave himself for man to die that he might man redeem. Sing now, blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. His name above, all names shall stand. I believe that, Ted, more and more. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name, be the name of the Lord. Rename say, your friend of man once ruled. By the fall His love devised Salvation's plan And He Aren't you thankful for that this evening? Hallelujah, praise His name Blessed be the name Blessed be the name Blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be the name Blessed be the name, blessed be the name Oh, I like this now His name shall be the Counselor The mighty Prince of Peace Of all earth's kingdom's conqueror Whose reign, oh, it'll never end tonight It's gonna go on and on Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name name of the Lord. Oh, I like that, don't you? I like that second verse, His name above all names shall stand exalted more and more. There's no name like the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Turn to 548. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. That's in the red back as well. But uh, amen. That's why we're here this evening to uh, sing glory to the name of the Lord. Amen. 548. 548 in your blue hymnals. Amen. Praise the Lord tonight. Down at the cross where my Savior died, down where for cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to His name. thankful for that this evening church glory to his name I am so wondrously saved from sin Jesus so sweetly abides within there at the cross where he took me in glory That saves from sin I am so glad I have it heard in There Jesus saves me And keeps me clean Glory to His Sing it out now and sweet cast thy poor soul to Savior. it sure is good to be in the house of the Lord this
1: evening
0: thy poor soul. Amen. Thank God tonight. Appreciate uh, another privilege we have as we're moving right on through the month of June. And uh, what that means is it's uh, my anniversary is getting closer. Y'all don't let me forget my anniversary. It's not this upcoming Monday, but the following Monday. Amen. Y'all going to remind me of that? Amen. Yeah, well, whatever. Pray for me. Yeah, I need that. Amen. But uh, it is good to be here tonight. Appreciate uh, another good week. Hope everybody's having a good week. Uh, um, amen. I'll tell you what: if uh, if God give you the the strength, the breath, and the ability just to get out of bed in the morning, uh, you know you've got something to be thankful for tonight. If you don't have cancer, uh, if you're not in the nursing home, if you're not in the jailhouse, hallelujah! If you're not in the hospital i tell you, you're blessed. Can I get a witness tonight? Amen. Most of all, if you're saved, you've got so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful that I know, that I know, that I know that uh, my name's written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm on my way to heaven. And ain't one thing the devil can do about it. Amen. Amen. Oh, uh, uh, Sammy Allen used to say that if he could, he'd uh, swing out over a uh, a grapevine over hell on a grapevine, grapevine and blow at the devil. Uh, amen. Well, I don't know if I'd do that or not, but I am going to heaven and I'm thankful for it. So, praise the Lord. Just by way of announcements, we're excited about Vacation Bible School coming up. Uh, again, we did uh, solidify those dates this past Sunday afternoon. So, again, uh, we're going to have Vacation Bible School. Uh, June, the excuse me, July the 11th through 15th, Monday through Friday, I believe that's the second full week of July, is that correct? Uh, the second full week of July, the 11th through the 15th, then we're going to have a fun day on the 16th uh, from 2 to 4, no, from 1 to 4, yeah, that's what we said, uh, I think, maybe, uh, amen, we're going to have the uh, program Uh, On uh, Friday night and going to have all kinds of activities and games and plenty of food for the kids to eat and you too if you are here. And uh, just a lot of exciting things going on. uh, So if either Miss Holly or Miss Elma come to you, uh, amen, uh, about volunteering your services for Bible school. Just remember we uh, need all hands on board. Uh, we are a smaller church, and Bible school is a great undertaking for us. We usually have a large number of kids here, and um, so we need everybody to help in some way. I think still a couple of teacher positions need to be filled. We're looking for van drivers, helpers, food fixers, and you name it. Amen. We've got plenty to do. Helpers, if, if you could just help in, in some way, form, or fashion, that would be great, but just uh, to see what the Lord would have you to do. Amen. Go ahead, Tyler. Do you have something? Uh, amen. Praise the Lord. We need everybody we can to help us. So thank God for that. Do remember Bible school coming up. Uh, also, uh, don't forget that this uh, weekend is Father's Day. Uh, amen. About a month ago, we celebrated the women. Now it's uh, our men's turn. So you ladies, you be thinking hard about just how much we men mean to you and what you'd do without us. And... Uh, Amen. You couldn't make it one day without us men. Uh, say amen right there, Brother Michael. Hallelujah. What would Tanya do without you? My goodness. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Amen, menu for Bible school as far as the food, that sign-up list will be on the board Sunday. I do appreciate uh, uh, Elma especially, Miss Sarah, Holly too, but uh, uh, proactiveness, you know, again, we just, uh, I was concerned that we wouldn't be able to get to, to uh, do the Bible school until more towards the end of July because there's just, a, believe it or not, there's a lot that goes into that, so, but uh The ladies were on the ball, and and we've done it before, so we kind of know what uh, we have ahead of us. So uh, you pray for these who um, coordinate it, put it all together, and uh, let's just pray that the Lord will uh, save a a slew of youngins uh, during this year's Bible. So I'll tell you, our kids need Jesus more than anything else. Our kids need the Lord. So let's be praying that God will give us a successful Bible school again, Father's Day's this weekend, so we'll be having special Father's Day services here at the church. Uh, bring your Father out, and uh, amen. The church will provide a, a, a token of our appreciation to all of our fathers, and uh, hopefully we'll have a special day. Most of all, I'm thankful for my Heavenly Father, ain't you? aren't you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, if I could have a couple of men or a few men, the more we have, the better, uh, hang around. Uh, after church tonight and help us put the sanctuary back in order um, from the concert or the, when the Neelands were with us this past Saturday. We still hadn't gotten the pews back up here and um, just all of the, uh, uh, the things that we have. So if you could stay around for just a few minutes and uh, let's get the sanctuary put, to, put back together, that would be great. Um, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention uh, as far as our building fund, uh, again, uh, praise the Lord, we voted last Wednesday night to pay our building fund off. Amen? Isn't that wonderful? Uh, what God's done for the church uh, by way of the building fund. That being said, and we're not going to go on into this every time we men, uh, start discussing it, we get confused about it. But we do still have a, a slight deficit uh, left in the building fund, so um, we're going to continue to take that offering up, uh, amen, so we can get that back out of the, of the negative. So, uh, again, over the next, uh, and again, we'll discuss that at, the, at our quarterly meeting, whether to continue that long-term or not, but we do need to get that uh, that deficit uh, uh, taken care of, so uh, just remember that. Uh, prayer requests tonight, we've got a lot to pray about. Um, Amen, a lot of people sick. Barbie Stillner, she's at home. Uh, Her and Sam uh, got home last night, uh, and so we appreciate all the prayers that went out for uh, Miss Barbie. Uh, Bob Price is currently in the hospital in Johnson City. Uh, He is um, at Franklin Woods, and they took a lot of fluid off of his lung yesterday. uh, He does have congestive heart failure. Uh, but he is feeling a lot better since uh, that happened. But uh, Bob and Pat, the entire family, uh, continue to need our prayers. So remember them in prayer. Um, let's see, we've got many others. Continue to remember Gary and Francis Gridley. Uh, remember Chris Lakowski, this is uh, Grace's brother. Remember Grace and her health. Continue to remember Miss Elma and her health, Miss Cheryl Filing. Pray for Dee Dunbar as she continues to recover. From her knee surgery. Miss Lola Hafke, again, as she uh, is uh, waiting to see whether or not she's going to have to have surgery or not, she's um, uh, uh, still undergoing some tests. Uh, Continue to remember Pam Bryson. I visited with Peggy and Pam last night. Continue to remember Pam uh, in prayer, her health. Pray for Bandy Thompson. Uh, Again, Bandy has uh, cancer, so we need to remember him. Uh, As well, Uh, remember Joanne Knight, Uh, remember Uncle Kenny and his health and prayer. Uh, We still continue to need to remember our Supreme Court justices. And isn't it a shame that uh, they're not getting the protection that they uh, need? And uh, again, there was an assassination attempt uh, last week. And our president still hadn't said anything about it. And I think that's a travesty. Uh, so remember our justices and, and also certainly remember the, uh, the, the special ruling that will be coming down, uh, Lord willing, before the month's over, the Roe versus Wade, and we're praying for a favorable, favorable, favorable excuse me, result there. Continue to remember uh, Tyler. Appreciate Tyler Brown being with us tonight. God answered a, a special need for him today, and uh, we rejoice with him over that. Um, Amen, remember our president, all of our leaders uh, Amen, and we could just go on and on A few others from Sunday, Junior Cruz, the Alex King family, Michael Knight uh, Isaac, Logan, Natasha Pray for Barbara Ivey, pray for Jennifer King Uh, Continue to remember Jason Clark in prayer And also Nellie Barm and her health These are just a few from uh, the weekend I'm sure you have some that you'd like to add to that tonight Amen. Remember the prayer gathering this Saturday at 11 o'clock uh, a.m. at the courthouse. Uh, amen. Remember that. Uh, and this, uh, you know, this is a very, very special prayer gathering. As, uh, this uh, will probably be the last gathering that we have before the Roe versus Wade decision comes down. So let's gather at the, the courthouse uh, this upcoming Saturday at 11. And let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer on behalf of our community as well as our nation. Somebody else this evening. Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. What's his name again, bro? Christian Brown. Christian Brown. Somebody else? Remember Jerry Jones? Uh, I'll tell you, uh, where there's Jesus, there's hope. Amen? And uh, let's just pray that God's will be done in that situation. Somebody else this evening? A co-worker of Bruce's that uh, is concerned about uh, cancer returning. Other needs tonight? Amen. 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 Remember Ross Hilton in prayer and continue to remember Joanne uh, and Michael. We sure do miss them when they're not here. Amen. Any others? Amen. She
1: the
0: Amen. Like that. that here locally? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. All right, a lady in our community that passed away this afternoon. Very sad. Others? For our and our first Amen, Jake. That's right. Amen. Pray for all of our first responders. And I want to make sure that uh, that people... Uh, don't have to question which side I'm on as it relates to our police and Amen. Uh, those who are uh, responsible for keeping us safe, Amen. Uh, anyone else? Unspoken request tonight by the, the uplifted hand. Lost loved ones, we need to remember. Amen. Let's not to forget to pray for the lost. Pray for each other. Pray for our church. Uh, amen. Just uh, pray that God would continue bless, I need your prayer tonight as I preach. We'll gather at the altar. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please.
1: Josh, you lead us in prayer, right? Father, we do thank you, God, God uh, tonight, Lord, for this and other privilege we have, Lord, just together. Lord, here together, Lord, as a body of believers. Father, what we give out to you, and God, we're just so thankful, Lord, for each and every one that's made their way up tonight. God, I I pray that again, it wouldn't be a bang, it wouldn't be a waste, Lord. you just uh, help us, Lord, just to worship you tonight. And and Experiment in truth, God, I pray from the beginning of the end it up. might be he just, just, just exactly what you have to be. Lord, help us, Lord, tonight. God, just to continue to seek your face. God, just to continue, Lord, to uh, uh, stay faithful and continue, Lord, just to be senseless, God, to your divine voice. You just lead us and guide us, Lord, in every step we should take. God, we know, Father. And God, the things aren't going to be any easier for us, but Father, Lord, we know God, the dogs the devil raging for We know Father, that God, does. God, Lord, we may quit, we may give up, but uh, one thing about it, the devil's not going to quit. So, Lord, I pray you help us to see God just to set our faces if we can't, Lord. Uh, Lord, make that determination, God, uh, purpose within ourselves that we would defile ourselves with the portion of the kingdoms, be God. Lord
0: to self- God, tonight so your is going to as I
1: preach to share with God, my eyes and my mind soften. my heart just preaching Lord, uh, bless uh, our church, God. I pray, Father, for the art ministries, God, and all that you're doing there. Lord, I pray, God, for Miss Barbie and Sam. I pray, God, for Bob Trice. I pray, God, that you just bless Gary and Francis. I pray, for Chris McCoussey. I pray, God, for... uh, uh, Lord, Miss Grace, Lord, I pray for Elma, I pray for uh, Cheryl Fowler, I pray for Miss D, I pray for Lola
0: Hathke, pray for Van Thompson, Lord, I pray for Joanne, Lord, I pray for Michael, Lord,
1: bless uh, him, Lord, I pray God for our Supreme Court justices, Lord, bless them, Lord, bless Peggy and Pam, Lord, I pray for Tyler. Brown, I pray for uh, our president, I pray Lord, God for the Roe versus Wade decision, God, I Lord, I pray God, God, Lord, God
0: and, uh, Lord God, that you just uh,
1: continue to bless. Uh,
0: uh, Junior Cruz and Alex
1: Kent family, Lord, I pray God for Isaac Lincoln and Natasha. I pray for
0: Barbara Ivy, I pray for Jennifer King, pray for Jason Clark, I pray for Kelly I pray for our uh, prayer gathering this upcoming Wednesday. Pray for Thomas St. Christian, Lord, blessing us. Or I pray for Jerry Jones, God, I pray God for Co-worker that has cancer,
1: I pray for Ross Hilton. I pray God for this uh, Lord unexpected uh, uh, shooting that took place today. God, we're oh, blessed that situation. God, violence is breaking out on every head. Lord and God, I pray. Lord, did it be just another sign, God, of how close we are to the coming of our Savior? Lord, God, oh Lord, give us word in the past. The, 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 purpose, the, the, the of God, God time, to about the
0: Father's cause,
1: Nevertheless, not our will, Lord. i Lord, i the I thankful for salvation. Thank you, still answers. Yes, Thankfully there's still power and blood. Thank you. Yes, you still answer prayers. God for the breath home. God, I, know, I beg you, Lord, please. Uh grind from your mercy. And God will praise you for everything you do. God, we sure love you. We praise you.
0: thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll have a couple of ushers come forward at this time and we will receive our uh, building fund offering. <laughs> allow you ladies lead us in prayer, sir. Father God. How many of you are thankful you're washed in the blood tonight? Amen. Right. Praise the Lord. Uh, amen. It's uh, I think about what Brother Bill Bryson used to say. He said, I, I'm not saved, I'm saved. <laughs> I like that, don't you? Amen. It's Just like that old atonement, they pitched the ark uh, within and without, and it was waterproof. And I'm thankful that the blood that's... Uh, Covered my soul. It's sin proof. Amen. God's grace and Christ's blood is greater than our sin. You can be turning to Jeremiah chapter number 20 tonight. Jeremiah chapter number 20. Amen. I don't know if you've noticed it, but uh, uh, we now have a clock in the back of the church. Uh, you know, I don't know how to take that. question the... Some say it's just to distract or to keep uh, the, uh, the preacher from looking down at his cell phone all the time. That's a distraction. I just think there's a hidden message in there. Myself, uh, amen. And we'll just try to determine what that is. But uh, the question is, do you think that it'll help me uh, get done preaching any sooner? <laughs> you don't think so? Amen. Well, praise the Lord. But I do appreciate it, uh, and, it and it does help me. Amen. That way uh, there's times that I've come up here without my cell phone and things and uh, it's good uh, to be able to uh, see the time without uh, distracting from the message. So I do appreciate that. Appreciate what God's doing in our church. Amen. God continues to bless the church and uh, boy we've had good crowds especially the last couple of Sundays. We've got uh, visitors uh, seem to be with us each and every week. I do believe that there is a hunger uh, I, I think to a certain extent, some people are waking up and realizing that we're in trouble. Amen. And if they hadn't woke up yet, uh, I don't know that there's uh, going to be any waking up. Amen. But uh, uh, let's just pray that during these last days, we don't know how long that we have before the trumpet sounds. But Well, boy, I tell you, we don't need to let any service pass by without just trying to Uh, Get everything we can out of it and make sure that uh, no stone's left unturned, especially when we have sinners uh, uh, in the house of God that are lost. Just pray that they fall under Holy Ghost conviction and get saved before it's too late. Um, I had a a young lady uh, today that uh, approached me, and uh, she found out I was a, a preacher and a pastor, and uh, she basically said, she said, are you a pastor? I said, yes. And she said, um, I don't know anything about God. And that just struck me, you know. And uh, uh, I'll tell you what, it, there, whether you realize it or not, there is a world full of people that uh, are absolutely ignorant to the truths that you and I take for granted, that we just, uh, uh, it's a, so many things are second. A second thought to us, but there's a world uh, full of people that are lost and dying and need the good news of the gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. All right, Jeremiah chapter 20. Jeremiah chapter number 20. Let's begin reading. We're not going to read the entire chapter. The Bible says, Now Pasher, the son of Emmer, the priest, who was also chief governor in the house of the Lord, heard that Jeremiah prophesied... Uh, These things, then Pasher smote Jeremiah the prophet And put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin Which was by the house of the Lord And it came to pass on the morrow that Pasher brought forth Jeremiah Out of the stocks, and then said Jeremiah unto him The Lord hath not called thy name Pasher, but Magor Misabib." Uh, Amen, Uh, I think if I ever have a son I'm going to name him Magor Misebib Hallelujah Uh, No, that probably won't happen. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will make thee a terror to thyself and to all thy friends, and they shall fall by the sword of their enemies, and thine eyes shall behold it. And I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall carry them captive into Babylon, and shall slay them with the sword." Moreover, I will deliver all the strength of this city, and all the labors thereof, and all the precious kings thereof, and all the treasures of the kings of Judah will I give into the hand of their enemies, which shall spoil them, and take them, and carry them to Babylon. And thou, Pasher, and all that dwell in thine house shall go into captivity, and thou shalt come to Babylon, and there shalt uh, thou die and shalt be buried there, thou and all thy friends to whom thou hast prophesied lies. And now we see a transition in the narrative. Uh, you know, as far as Jeremiah, the first uh, six verses, we find Jeremiah prophesying unto Pasher, the uh, son of the priest, the chief governor of the house of the Lord. But now, uh, through the remainder of the chapter, we see now Jeremiah. Uh, I guess we might say praying to the Lord. Uh, now, my Bible in the footnote or in the, the heading above the verses it says that Jeremiah complains to the Lord. Amen. How many of you? Has anybody ever complained unto the Lord? Amen. Most people have. Uh, amen. Uh, but um, so we'll get we'll we'll learn a little bit from that. Oh Lord, Thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I and hast prevailed. I am a derision daily. Everyone mocketh me. For since I spake, I cried out, I cried, violence and spoil, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and a derision daily. Then I said, I will make no, or I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart. As a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. We'll finish reading there tonight. Father in heaven, I love you. Lord, I thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for just the privilege we have together, together with our church family Wednesday night. God, um, Lord, I think you'd do us good together every night. Lord, just as, uh, as hard as the trials and the toils of life are. God, we need a regular refueling and recharging. Uh, Lord just encouragement we need accountability we need fellowship and Lord most of all we need preaching Lord we need your word so God I pray that you'd use your bird uh, Lord to your word to uh, light a fire and under us God and Lord that um, uh, God that we'd have the same attitude towards the word of God as Jeremiah did and Lord I just pray that you'd use us you'd help us you'd preach through us And God, I pray that it might be a help and a blessing to all who are here tonight. And God, we're going to praise you for what you do. God, honor your word. Exalt your son by way of your humble servant. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I think I prayed, use your bird. I don't think the Lord, amen, whatever. He did use a raven, I think, to feed Elijah at the brook. Yeah, there's never, uh, amen, you say, well, preacher, you ought to know better than that. Hey, you get up here and try it, amen. Every now and then you'll say some things that, uh, boy, it sounded a lot better before it came out of my mouth. So don't y'all give me too hard of a time for that. But uh, I've entitled the uh, at least the content for tonight's message, When You Preach the Truth. When You Preach the Truth. Now, this doesn't apply to just preachers. So just because you're not a preacher, don't turn me off But because I believe there's some things that you'll find... Helpful and beneficial as well. But what is very important for for us to understand as we approach these verses, this chapter, is again, it's a continuation of the content that we've discussed over the last few Wednesday nights. Chapter number 18, the potter's house. Jeremiah went down to the potter's house and God was working a work on the wheel. Amen. And uh, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful the Lord's still working a work. Uh, I'm glad that I've changed wheels, amen. I'm glad that although I was in the mulch and the mire of the clay, the Lord uh, reached down, way down as far as He had to reach, and He lifted me up, and now He's doing a work in my life. Thank God for that. But then, chapter number 19, we found the interpretation of the potter's house. And uh, again, Jeremiah was not speaking as much to individuals but he was speaking about the kingdom or the nation of Judah and the Lord uh, told him to go down to that valley Uh, amen the valley of Tophet Uh, amen and um, uh, uh, the valley of Hinnom again where they were offering their children up uh, on the altar unto gods that didn't even exist and uh, Jeremiah took that potter's vessel and he and he broke it, and, and and right in front of the elders and the ancients of the land, uh, as an example of what God was getting ready to do to uh, Judah and Jerusalem. So now we see the ramifications, if you will, of Jeremiah's message. In other words, how did the people, and especially the leaders of the land, how would they respond? to the message that Jeremiah preached. Let me just share some historical data with you tonight. According to most scholars, the prophecies of Jeremiah chapter 18 through 20 occurred during the reign of Jehoiakim in 607 B.C., only two years before Babylon invaded the land and under Nebuchadnezzar. That tells you just how close Judah and the people of God were to judgment. They were two years away from captivity. It was a time of urgency. It was a time to where, um, y- you know, they were kind of uh, uh, gasping for air, so to speak. They were on life support as a nation. And judgment was only a matter of when, not if. But in 605, again, the, chapter 18 through 20 were written around 607 B.C., uh, in 605 B.C., only two years after these prophecies, uh, Babylon invaded, Nebuchadnezzar first plundered the temple, and he took the took King Jehoiakim and all the nobles back to Babylon. So the leaders were the first to experience judgment. Amen. And uh, God took Jehoiakim and all the nobles of the land uh, back to Babylon through and by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar 597 B.C. only 11 years later uh, Excuse me, I can't count uh, 8 years later Nebuchadnezzar carried 10,000 Jews Out of Judah and Jerusalem and carried them away to Babylon And then finally 11 years later in 586 Nebuchadnezzar returned He burned the temple with fire and left the entire city in ruins. So again, we're talking about no more than 11 to 13 years to where the prophecies that uh, so infuriated God's people and made the people mad. Jeremiah, how dare you say things such as this? But yet they were only uh, uh, a few years from these prophecies being fulfilled. Now again, uh, all of this was prophesied by Jeremiah chapter 18, chapter 19, the potter's wheel, the shattered vessel, in 607, only two years before Nebuchadnezzar invaded the land. So here's my point. God, He had provided Judah with every warning sign possible. And as a result, they were without excuse. You know, that's the way God does things. You know, when God... Uh, works and and arranges things and when he allows the details of his plan to be fulfilled and come to fruition he makes sure that there's no question and there's no doubt uh, who's to blame who's right and who's wrong don't you worry about when it's all said and done whether or not uh, amen who's going to get the last laugh god's still on his throne church And one way or another, God is going to have the final say and He's going to get the last word. And I'm glad for that, aren't you? Hey, you and I may be sweating it out, Amen, but God's not. Amen, He's he's just as much in control today. This world seems as if it's spinning out of control. But hallelujah, He has got the whole world in His hands. The Bible says He upholds all things by the word uh, of His power. If He can tell the ocean uh, just exactly where to stop as it comes up on the sh- seashore, don't you think He can uh, take care of the, uh, the, the problems and difficulties uh, in your life? Hey, listen, the economy may be a, a problem to us, but it's not a problem for God. Amen. Inflation, inflation may be worrisome to us. Amen. but But uh, God knew about it before it ever entered into our minds. Amen. You see, all of these things, uh, you say, well, uh, amen, uh, the world's falling apart. No, friend, it's fallen right into place. And you and I, we have nothing to worry about. We have nothing to fear. Amen. Because, hallelujah, praise God, we know that we're on the right side of things. Thank God for that. But it, it, but in, here's, here's something I want you to, and again, I'm just trying to introduce these thoughts tonight. But uh, in spite of the warnings, the closer the actual invasion came, the harder the people's hearts got, and the more, stubborn, uh, more stubbornly they resisted God's signs and especially Jeremiah's message. And you would think that warnings and of judgment would soften the hearts of people and bring them to a place of repentance. You'd think, right? But oftentimes, the more serious the judgment becomes, the more stubbornly and steadfast people go to extremes to resist the message. And such was the case in Pharaoh's day. Amen. You know what? Pharaoh, he ought to have been thankful for those plagues. You know, those plagues were a form of mercy and grace that God gave to try His best to get Pharaoh's attention. But it didn't work, amen? The more mercy God extended to Pharaoh, the harder Pharaoh's heart became. The same thing happened in Jeremiah's day, and such will be the case right before and during the tribulation. You know, friend, the harder uh, God's men preach, and the louder the trumpet sounds, you would think that the softer men's hearts would become. But in our day, the opposite is the case. The harder people's hearts will get, and the harder they will work to harden their necks and stop their ears so they don't have to hear the truth. It's called not being able to endure sound doctrine. And it perfectly describes the day in which you and I live in. Did you know that a lot, uh, can, uh, as far as... Your level of spirituality and my level of spirituality where I am as a Christian has to do with how I respond to God's Word. Now would you not agree with me this evening in church that God's Word's not always pleasant? Amen. Not every message that's given out uh, tastes good. Some pills are uh, hard to swallow. I I I never have liked... Taking pills, Amen. I just I never like doing it, but Amen. Some of those scripture pills are bigger, and I mean you gotta you gotta put in some effort to to uh, to to be willing to uh, take a big gulp and swallow that bitter medicine that your soul needs to hear. But you know, you and I, we need to make sure that in these last days that the Word of God does not have the opposite intended effect on our lives that God would have it to. Amen. Let me just share some Scripture. This is the last thing Jeremiah said in chapter 19 uh, when he preached about the shattered vessel last week. This is what hair-lipped old pasture. This is what got Jeremiah into trouble, amen, with the the priest's son and the governor of the the Lord's house. Uh, May I remind you tonight it was the religious crowd, that uh, got upset because Jeremiah was telling the truth. Amen. Jeremiah 19 15, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Behold, I will bring upon this city and upon all our towns all the evil that I have pronounced against it. Why? Because they have hardened their necks that they might not hear my words. God said, I how can I preach any louder? What else could I do to try to get your attention? But the more I preach and the more merciful uh, I am, uh, the harder your necks become, and the more you resist and rebel against my words. Turn with me to to Zechariah, chapter number seven. Zechariah, chapter number seven. I come across this in my preparation today, and I just found these prophecies to be, or these words to be striking. I'd never come across them before. And by the way, Zechariah is in the Old Testament. It's one of them books we don't preach on very much. Amen. But it's just as inspired as John three sixteen, Zechariah 7, verse number 11. When you found your place, say amen. Uh, verse number 11, listen. But they refused to hearken. And they pulled away the shoulder. Uh, amen. You ever seen somebody like that? You, you could try to put your hand on their sh- and they just kind of, uh, away from you. They're resisting you. They they, they don't want to, hey, they don't want you to touch, the, uh, they don't want you to talk to them, let alone t- touch them, amen. I mean, God was trying to, hey, listen, again, the Lord, I'm so thankful, amen, that the Lord extended His arm as far as He had to go to reach down into the pit Uh, The malk and the mire of sin. Uh, Amen. But how many times did the Lord reach down and instead of us grabbing a hold of His arm, we resisted Him and turned away from Him. I'm glad He came to us a second time, aren't you? And as many times as He had to in order to get our attention. But now, and stop their ears. That they should not hear. They put their fingers in their ears so they wouldn't hear. Yea, they made their hearts as an adamant stone. Notice that God didn't harden their hearts. They hardened their hearts, their own hearts. Lest they should hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts has sent in His Spirit by the former prophets. Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. Therefore it has come to pass. Now, the, the, to me, this is just amazing. You, you listen to this; these next phrases That as he cried, and they what? Would not hear. Now look, look at the next statement. So they cried, and what? I would not hear, saith the Lord of hosts. In other words, because they wouldn't listen to God when He spoke, He didn't listen to them during their time of need. Amen. If you want God to acknowledge your voice when you cry out to Him, you better... Uh, be willing to acknowledge his voice when he speaks to you. Deuteronomy 10, 16, circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff necked. Amen. That'd be a good title for a message, Josh. Spirit being spiritually having the spiritual stiff neck. Amen. Ain't nothing worse than a stiff neck. Can I get a witness this evening? There's a lot of spiritually stiff necked people in our day that will go to whatever lengths they have to go to to keep from hearing what God's Word has to say. Now, one other scripture, and we are going to get it in the text. Acts 7. Turn with me to Acts 7. Boy, I like this. It's the way they responded to Jeremiah. And now we're going to see the way they responded to Stephen when he preached the truth. Verse number 51, Acts chapter 7. When you're there, say amen. <laughs> ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did. So do you. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which have showed before the coming of the Just One, of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers who have received the law by the disposition of angels, and have not kept it. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. You say, Preacher, what happened? They were under conviction. Amen? And they gnashed on Him with their teeth. But He, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God. Jesus, standing on the right hand of God, and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out, with a loud voice, and what does it say they did? They stopped their ears and ran upon Him with one accord. you see how, uh, amen, and this is something we've been talking about in Romans, in the book of Romans, as far as man's nature. Uh, again, just like um, different species of animals have different kinds of appetites, so also... Someone who is lost, someone who doesn't know God, they don't have an appetite for the Word of God. They don't give a rip what the Bible says. Uh, amen. They hear a preacher preach; it's like a foreign language to them. Uh, I'm thankful. Amen. Listen, if if you have the ability, listen, if you have the uh, have a desire in your heart to receive God's Word. If you have a desire to hear it, you ought to say praise to Jesus, because most people don't have that, especially in the day we live in. I want to have an I want to have an appetite for God's people or for God's food. Amen. You, you know, uh, a lot of times when we go to the restaurant, we want to we we want to pick and choose what's on the menu. Hey, hey, God's the chef, and He's the one that gets to pick and choose what's on the menu. I want the appetite of my heart to be in line with what God knows I need to eat, even if even when it don't taste good. Amen. When I was growing up, Mom used to fix tater soup, and back then I hated it. And when she'd fix potato soup, I'd cry because I couldn't stand it. Amen. And the more I cried, the more she'd fix it. I think she was, Amen. She's torturing me. That's child abuse. Fix a kid tater soup. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hey, listen. Uh, we don't get to pick and choose what's on the menu. That's God's job. We just need to accept it, knowing that God knows what we need and what's best for our lives. That's good preaching. Y'all, y'all ain't helping me one bit tonight. Amen. That clock, I think it's about ten minutes too too slow, don't you? Yeah, go ahead. Tom. Amen, brother. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. God knows uh how to get our attention. Amen. Let's get in the text just a moment. We're not going to get very far tonight. Verse number one of identification. Now, Pastor, the son of Emer, the priest, who was also chief governor in the house of the Lord. This fellow, Pastor, he was the son of Emer, who was one of the priests in the city. And we know that Jeremiah came from a lineage of priests. And we studied that very early. He wanted to be a priest. That was what I'm sure his family expected that he would do. But God had other plans for, for him. But I'm sure since Jeremiah came from a family of priests, no doubt that he and Pasher were very well acquainted with one another. Pasher not only was he the son of a priest, but he was also the chief governor of the temple in Jerusalem. And if you remember, Jeremiah had just preached this great message concerning the shattered vessel there in the temple. Verse number 1, there's information He heard, Pastor heard, that Jeremiah prophesied these things. He heard about and he caught wind of the message that Jeremiah had just preached. Pastor, just like everyone else, would be held accountable and responsible for the message he had heard. Have you ever thought about that? That you know, like I said, I talked to that girl today and she said, "Uh, I don't know anything about God. But you think about over the course of your life, just how many messages you've heard from the Word of God. And I believe that we as God's people are going to be held accountable and responsible one day for every message that has entered into our ears. Uh, Amen. That's scary, isn't it? But Pastor had a choice as to how he would respond to Jeremiah's message. And Jeremiah, listen church, he could not control... How Pastor responded, his only responsibility, uh, amen, was to faithfully preach the message he'd been given. Amen. Reminds me of Paul's words to Timothy preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. Amen. We must leave the results and the responsibility in the hand of God. Uh, excuse me, the results and the response. To our message. When you stand before God, you will not be judged based on how people respond to what you say, but whether or not you were faithful in giving out the truth. There's a persecution, verse number two. Then Pasher smote Jeremiah the prophet and he put him in the stocks. Uh, How did Pasher respond to Jeremiah's message? Well, by physically abusing him and having him put in the stocks. And as far as we can tell, this is the first time that Jeremiah ever experienced physical persecution because of the message that he preached. But you know, they persecuted Jeremiah the same way and for the same reason why they stoned Stephen and laid his coat at the feet of Saul. They did not like the message and they were convicted by what he said. Church, here's the message I believe God has for us tonight. In the coming days, it may very well be that you and I could be physically persecuted for preaching and proclaiming the truth. Have you ever legitimately thought about that? You know, it's one thing for us to be rejected for for preaching the truth. It's one thing for people to make fun of us or ridicule us for standing for what the Bible says. But what happens when people begin to physically Uh, abusing you and assaulting you for taking the right stand for biblical marriage. Amen? Uh, Again, I don't know if any of you got to watch the video of what took place and transpired down in Cookville. Amen? And my friend, uh, amen, the preacher, I mean, they were down there and they were preaching. Now their sign said, you know, God loves you. God will save you. They weren't being, uh, amen, intentionally... Uh, trying to, to cause a scene or cause problems. They was just trying to, to give the gospel out. But, uh, amen, uh, they were harassed. They were made fun of. Um, you know, people, people, and listen, if people in our world today will, will treat God the way they do, what makes us think that they're going to treat us any differently? People have no fear of God whatsoever. You know, used to, uh, and again, um, you know, the office of a preacher or a pastor would be respected. But nowadays it's not. In fact, you might get in more trouble for naming the name of Christ than you would. So what are we going to do when we face the potential possibility of physical persecution? Because we take a stand for what's right. Amen. Uh, we got to stand. Amen. We've, we've got to preach and we must proclaim it. Anyone having done all to stand. Well, God needs some people today to earnestly contend for the faith once delivered unto the saints. God, God doesn't need any pretenders. He needs some contenders. He needs some people that aren't afraid to get in the ring with the devil. Amen? Uh, Again, uh, we don't need to hang our heads. We don't need to be ashamed. We need to stand up and we need to speak up and we need to cry aloud because our message is the message of hope. All right. We are not going to get very far tonight. I blame you all for that every time. It's your fault. But uh, turn to Acts chapter 5. And I think this is important for us to... Notice, you know, here in America, you know what America is? America is an enigma. Traditional America. You know, the lifestyles that you and I have traditionally lived, where it's been popular to name the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, Amen, It's it's a fad to wear a WWJD bracelet. What would Jesus do? Amen, politicians go to church because it will help them win an election traditionally for people to say, well, he's a Christian. Amen. In other words, naming, affiliating yourself with Christ has been beneficial to those of us who have been so blessed to live in America. But friend, that's an enigma. That's, that is a, an exception to the rule historically. You know, from the time that the church was birthed into existence on the day of Pentecost, uh, amen, it wasn't, uh, amen, a a badge of pride and honor uh, to be a Christian. But it was a badge of shame and dishonor. And just as they rejected Jesus, they rejected the disciples. Just as they persecuted uh, Christ, they persecuted His followers. Blessed of you if men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. The servant is no greater than the Lord. We should not expect to be treated any differently than Jesus was treated. He performed miracles and they crucified Him. You say, preacher, what would happen if Jesus came on the scene today and... Uh, did the same kind of things He did back then. They do the same thing to Him in our day that they did back then. It wasn't the miracles that were the problem, it was the message that He preached. So you and I need to understand that there is a transition going on in our nation to whereas in years gone by it has been popular to name the name of Jesus. But nowadays it's quickly becoming unpopular. And we've got to learn to accept that and realize that Amen. just because we're opposed and we're ridiculed uh, Amen, and we're slandered and we're misunderstood and we're rejected, that doesn't mean we're doing anything right because that's the exact same same thing they did to Christ's earliest followers. We've got to decide now before that happens what we're going to do and where we're going to stand. Let me read these verses and we'll be done tonight. Acts chapter number 5, if you found your place, say Amen. Verse 17, I love this passage. I, I, it's one of my favorite passages in all the Bible. Then the high priest rose up, and all that they were with him. Again, verse 17, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles, and put them in common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go stand. So, amen. How did they respond to being put in jail? Well, the angel of the Lord said, Go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. In other words, go back and do the same thing you were doing that got you put in jail in the first place. And when they heard that, what they do? They entered into the temple early in the morning and they what? Taught. But the high priest came and they that were with him and called the council together and all the senate of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. They had a jailbreak overnight, hallelujah. Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them where into this would grow. Then came one and told them, saying, I- I'm sure that the keepers of the prison and the-, the religious leaders that had the disciples thrown into jail, they expected that they would hide- head for the hills and hide out where nobody could find them. But it says, Behold, the men whom you put in prison, where are they at? They're standing in the temple and teaching the people, doing the same thing that had got them put in jail in the first place. Then went the captain with the offers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people lest they would be stoned. And when they had brought them, they sent them before the council and the high priest and and asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? Whose name? Jesus' name. And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. By the way, doctrine is not a bad thing. And intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Now listen to what Peter and the other apostles answered and said. We ought to obey God rather than men. I love that, don't you? The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted. Exalted. With his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins, and we are witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey Him. When they heard it, they were cut to the heart; they were convicted, and took counsel to slay him. Then stood there. Now here's what God here God put somebody. God providentially put somebody in place. To save the disciples from certain death. There stood one up in the council. Hey, if God will do that for them, He'll do that for you and I. If He'll protect the early church, He'll protect us. Named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had a reputation amongst all the people. You know, God has a way of putting the right person in the right place to meet our needs. Amen. And uh, again said unto them, Ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves that ye intend to do as touching these men. For before these days rode up Phutus, boasting himself to be somebody, to whom a number of men, about four hundred, joined themselves. He was slain, and all as many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to naught. After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing, and drew away much people after him, he also perished in all even as many as obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say unto you, in other words, you know, uh, this isn't the first time that a ruckus has been stirred and we just left it alone and it just went away. He said, refrain from these men and let them alone, for if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, ye can't overthrow it. Gamaliel had more sense than they did. If it's truly of God, there ain't nothing you can do about it anyway. Huh lest happily ye be found even to fight against God. Oh, was a pretty smart fellow, wasn't he? And to him they agreed. Now you listen to this. To me this is just astounding. And friend, I'm telling you, it may very well be that you and I come to the place to where, where we have to pray that God would give us the grace to have the same attitude as these men displayed says to them, to Him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles, and had what? Beaten them. They com- Let me ask you tonight, how many of you have take, ever taken a beating for Jesus? Literally, physically. been; Your body has been beaten simply because you claim to be a Christian. And when they had beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak In the name of Jesus. And let them go. But now here's what God used to speak to my heart many years ago. And they departed from the presence of the council. Were they down in the dumps feeling sorry of themselves? Lord, how could you? Here Here we've done everything you told us to do. We obeyed you to a T. We did just exactly what you said and what happened. We get put in prison. We take a beating for it. Hey, at this point in time, these guys were more mature than Jeremiah was when he got putting down in the dungeon, or when he got put in stocks. So they departed from the presence of the council. To me, one of the most powerful statements in all the scriptures, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house. They cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. What an example. Something you and I don't know anything about. The potential of physically being abused and persecuted simply for the na- name of the name of Jesus. But I'm telling you, friend, as the days go by, the likelihood of that possibility becoming a reality for us and in our lives, becomes more likely and it could be that not too far down the road again i'm sure that those uh who heard jeremiah's message said oh this guy's crazy what they didn't realize is they were no more than two years from his warning becoming a reality church did you know that we could be closer than we realize to persecution in america And I think it'd do all of us some good to do a personal inventory right now in our lives and decide not when it happens, but before it it potentially occurs. How am I going to respond if I'm given the same ultimatum that Peter and the disciples were given? What if they tell me that they're going to kill me for standing on what that book says? What happens if it becomes illegal for me to stand behind this pulpit and preach on traditional biblical marriage? You better decide right now which side you're going to stand on. And God helped me to get to that place that I would consider it the blessing of all blessings to literally be persecuted for Jesus as Jesus was wounded, bruised, and afflicted. For my worthless soul. Those are, what does that song talk about? Higher ground, plant my feet on That's higher ground that I have not yet attained. To think about it be, potentially be an honor. And a privilege. And something I could shout and rejoice. That I was wounded for him. As he was wounded for me. Let's all stand tonight. And we'll be dismissed. Father in heaven, we didn't get very far. But Lord, I believe we were right where you needed us to be. And Lord, I'm not trying to be a sensationalist. Lord, I don't know what the future holds. But God, I pray that I would have the same fervency and the same determination about the message that I preach. Paul said he was not ashamed. Paul was willing to die not for the church, not for the denomination, not for his convictions, but for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that we who sincerely love You and are saved by Your grace would make up our minds right now where we stand and just how far we're willing to go. Lord, Your Word tells us to count the cost and decide ahead of time whether or not we're willing to pay the price. Lord, I thank You for the honor to preach Your Word. But Lord, help me to never forget Lord, that there is... A stigma that goes with being a truth teller just like Jeremiah was a truth teller. But God, help me to be like Peter when he said we ought to obey God rather than men and let God be true and every man a liar. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are dismissed.